What's good, everybody? It's your boy Bert from the Brothers of Thunder podcast. I'm just doing an intro, trying something different. Um, we're doing a little something different this way, uh, week because usually we do uh, Christ Through Comics on Tuesday. But this week we got a special guest, one of my boys, John from church, man, one of my best friends. And he uh, came on the chat with us this week. And so, um, you know, Rick wasn't there. He, you know, he had no business right now. So, you know, he's sorely missed, but we, you know what I'm saying, we found a way to press on. But he's still gonna be on Friday devotionals. He's still here and stuff. He's still doing his thing, grinding. But um, yeah. So we're doing the, trying a new segment out because we use a, We have this group chat. It's called Imago Day. Uh, Imago Day is Latin, I believe, for image in the image of God. And so that's like what we try to do in that group chat. And it's all all of us are friends, and we all look out for each other, to take care of each other. Like when in our time of needs, we talk. Like when we can't talk to anybody else. So it's very important to us to have this chat and the accountability bit. You know what I'm saying? Also, we goof off, we clown, we talk. You know what I'm saying? Sorry for the noise in the background. I'm standing outside. But, yeah. So we did this. Me and him did this chat yesterday. And um, I hope you enjoy it. It was just us talking about what we talked about at Young Adult Bible Study. Um, talking about, um, if you know, if Christ came and asked you to follow him, like, would you be willing to go? And so that was really uh, the point of what we were talking about. But we were just having a good conversation, like a natural conversation, like it wasn't nothing fabricated. This is how we talk all the time. Um, a couple of disclaimers. One, I had the sniffles yesterday. So I sniffed, I sniffed a couple of times with a mic. I tried to edit it out, but it didn't work out. And also, like, we were, um, we were using uh, an app trying to record it, and it kind of distorted our voices a little bit in some sections. So... Um, you know, be patient while we're still growing and learning how to use this, these audio uh, tools and stuff like that. And I do apologize in advance, but it's not enough to mess up um, the podcast. So I hope you enjoy. What's good, everybody? It's uh, your boy Bert on the Brothers of Thunder podcast. I'm up here with my, my boy John. What's going on, man? What's up, bro? So, what's kind of stuff you went to, John, man? Let people get to know who you are and stuff. <laughs> um, like I, like he said, I'm, I'm my name's Jonathan. I'm the youngest in my family. Um, I'm in the sports, you know, the usual stuff, basketball, football, but I'm also and it's, this this could be bad at times. I'm also in the sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's, it's a double edged sword, you know. But um, yeah, I'm in the sneakers. That's that's besides um, music and worshiping and stuff like sneakers. That's that's one of my my main things right there. Yeah, man. Cause John, man, but he being modest, man. John's bad on them drums, man. <laughs> They be killing it, man, because he was actually uh, teaching my son how to play the drums, man. And I was sitting there, I was like, dang. Like, it looks so easy. Like, you know when somebody's good at something, when they do it, it looks so easy. But then when you try to do the same thing they're doing, it's like, you see, like, you light years away from where they at. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I can't even rat a tat tat. Yeah, thank you. Shoot, man. So what's, type, what's your favorite type of sneakers, man? Jordans. Jordans, man. <sighs> 
Jordans. My 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 parents couldn't afford them back in <laughs> back in the day. So you know, we, we was I was getting one pair of shoes at the beginning of school year, and around tax time, we was getting another pair. You know, and they won't they won't Jordans. They couldn't be over like sixty dollars or something, fifty or sixty dollars. <laughs> you know, so that 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 didn't give me a lot to choose from. <laughs> So when I started working and, and saving my own money, you know, uh, another one of my friends, he put me on to him. So, you know, I started buying Jordans and then me and me and Dominique, we started heading out to the mall on Saturday, early Saturday morning. She was hanging out with us, getting up early to go get in line. Yeah. Man, I didn't even get Jordans when I was a kid. I had uh, some Jordan-ass joints. Man, I had everything but all the shoes that I wanted. I got the opposite of it, but you know, it, it made it made me it made me appreciate, you know, my parents though because they um they taught me how to work hard and save my money for the things that I really want. So, mm-hmm. so I I appreciated that lesson. They, he, and he probably could have bought them for us, but it would have put a strain on other things. So, you know, I learned from right. It. Yeah, I learned from it. Yeah. yeah, that's the old school lessons, man. Yeah, just cause you can do it. Yep, don't mean. Don't mean you have to. Do it. Yep, and I even even today we've been with me being grown. This I still can't buy as many pairs I want. So, y'all, so say you appreciate them, man. And then uh, speaking of your parents, man, your mom, man. Yeah. Like mom is like, she's like the seventh wonder of the world or something, man. <laughs> Like you know, what I'm saying like it, it don't. Uh, you know, what I'm saying it's her mom. His mom give like the be- like if I give a war for the best hugs. Like his mom give the best hugs ever in history. Like you know, what I'm saying those some godly hugs because it's like I look for her every Sunday because it's like you know, what I'm saying it's just like I was on the Apollo trying to rub on that little chalk thing. <laughs> like you, like you know, what I'm you could be having the worst day ever, and it's like you hug John Mama, man. She, you know what? I think I can make. It. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's gonna be alright. Yeah, man, she she real good people, man. Like you know, what I'm saying it's just like, her spirits are never down. Like she is like really really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mom, dude. Them hugs. You also them hugs held back a lot of tears back in the day. Shoot. I was like, man, this is like you know, what I'm saying it's like she got the power of auntie, mama, and grandma all combined in one <laughs> hug. I was just like, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So also, man, like you know, what I'm saying you are you the young adult uh, ministry leader, uh, the yams leader for us at uh, church too. Yeah, like um, yeah. how you like doing that? Um, it was it was I'm not gonna say it was a, a struggle at first, but it was it wasn't something that I was necessarily um, looking for, or interested in. You know what I mean? But the um, the opportunity presented itself, and um, you know, I just I just felt the need to run with it and and try and take it to where God wanted it to be through through me you know in that particular season because um, we did amazing things with Anthony before me and then Ricky before him you know we did amazing things with them but you know each season brought new things so yeah me and Dominique we young adult ministry leaders at the church you know we just trying to trying to get people to to go out and, and evangelize and witness you know more and, that, and that's something that I have to do personally myself but 
Yeah, God is doing things with us. Yeah, because I think it's dope. Like, um, uh, each one of y'all, when y'all were the leaders of the ministry, that, you know what I'm saying, like, Rick was, like, trying to get us all to come together. Yeah. Then Ant went, uh, my friend Ant, like, he's another one of our friends, too. Like, he, like you know, John, and besides, no, John is one of the, like, the Mount Rushmore of the guys that I talk to and stuff with. Real. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, between, you know, him, like, we have this group chat on um, group me called it Mongo Day, and it's like, we all, it's like, our kind of like our Justice League type thing, like, you know what I'm saying? One of us got a problem, we all, you know what I'm saying, trying to help figure it out when we got it up there, but, you know, shout out to all them, too. Yeah, but yeah definitely. We I like how you, yeah, and I like how you and Dominique, that since y'all have been young adult leaders, y'all have put my emphasis on um, two things I always seem to get out of it is evangelizing and not trying to be a rogue sect of the church like but y'all try to incorporate us into you know what I'm saying being a part of the church not like oh we young adults so we like kind of doing our own thing but you yet you always try to incorporate us into doing other ministry yeah. versus just trying to be an isolated ministry yeah definitely definitely cause that's um one of the visions is intergenerational ministry with the church and and that's you know every generation everybody playing their part everyone um has a has a place you know what i mean and so many times mm-hmm. so many times you know and we don't get it right all the time we're not perfect at all new life is not perfect but um we're making steps in that direction and so many times and, and even outside of church life like if you look at a if you go to a family reunion or, or a cookout or something like it's the it's the older people here and then the younger people here and the kids over there you know we may come together to say grace and eat but after that everybody's back to their their particular groups and you know we need to, we need we need to all come together because we all have input things we can share with each other we can help each other out it's so much wisdom with the older with the seasoned saints in the church you know a lot of this a lot of the things that we're getting ready to encounter like they've already been through you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then it's so much we have wisdom too that we can give them and pass down into the younger generation after us you know it's just the that's what the body of christ is it's one big family but, you know that's how we have to approach it yeah, man, because it's like, you know, especially since, like, you know, the theme for this year, like, the pastor was talking about um, unity. Yeah. And we've been, you know, doing the unity dinners and stuff like that. And it's like, man, I didn't met friends that in any other circumstance I wouldn't have yeah. looked at me. And it's just like, you know what I'm saying? I was even, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, like uh, Brother Tony, um, me and him are movie buddies now. Yeah. <laughs> Found out, like, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I'm really big into comic books. And, um, you know, found out, like, you know, Brother James, he's into him. And, you know, Rick's dad, yeah, he's really into him. And, um, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, and, uh, like, uh, one sister, she, uh, Sister LaSanne, like, she had already got a kidney donor. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, you know what I'm saying? And she, oh, and she always encouraging. I found out there's other people on dialysis. 
it's just like, you know what I'm saying? I found out like a lot, like, you know what I'm saying? Just because like, you know what? You know, we go to the same place. We, you know what I'm saying? We, we serve in the same building and we, we serve the same God, but it's just like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times we'd be segregated. Yeah. You know, but I think that's really dope, like how like the leadership is taking us that way. Yeah. And so, uh, oh man, I, I saw something was a trip too, because um, uh, like Wednesday, um, we was talking to the kids, right? Um, in uh, youth Bible study, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, what was it? Uh, we was talking like I was, you know, I watched that. Uh, YouTube channel of the beat with the guy Alan Parr and he was like it's one thing that Christians don't really do nowadays um, and they was talking about uh, you know we all pray praise God worship God and, and read our Bibles and, and fellowship and stuff he said, but like you know as far as like purposely discipling people or being discipled like you know what I'm saying he said a lot of people don't do that like you know what I'm saying because we was all me and all the kids was like, it wasn't like a thing. Like, I was sitting there talking to him, like, hey, yo, like, y'all need to get a disciple. I was like, nah, I said, we need to think about that. Who really disciple all of us? Me at my age and you at your age, like, who is discipling us or who are we discipling? Yeah. Cause, yeah. That's yeah, because yeah, I was sitting up there, I was like, man, I said, who's really discipling me or who am I discipling? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I know, like, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we'll do the witnessing thing. Yeah. But it's just like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, the discipling thing is a whole different thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm beating with a Bible every five seconds, but, like, going through life together, like, learning stuff like that. But, I, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was thinking that was a really big thing, but I was just like, man. Yeah, that's big. That's big. Because discipling, like you said, with the witnessing thing, we go out, we're witnessing, evangelize the people, and um, most times that's it you know we'll lead somebody to Christ and that's it but you gotta you gotta hang in there with them you gotta stay with them it's gonna be it make it frustrating it make it irritating it, it may seem like they turn it back or, you know cause we, we all went through it but that's mm-hmm. what discipling is you gotta we, we gotta help them walk through that because um you know those those moments right there they're real like new, new converts they're vulnerable they're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. They're vulnerable in those moments when they first get their life to, and even like with the youth, you know, when we 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 teach God and those seeds we plant get planted on fertile ground, but we still got to stick with it and and help them grow into all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we don't do a good job of that. We go, we teach them Bible study, and we don't go no further than that. Yeah, because I, I was sitting I was like, man, I said, like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I was talking, you know, I was talking to the kids. I was like, it's like I'm teaching y'all on a surface level. Yeah. But it's like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody, like, it's kind of like everybody has to get a flu shot. But you can have, like, a virus other than the flu. And until I talk to you or, like, you know what I'm saying, you yeah. tell me what it is. I wouldn't know what to diagnose you with. So everything I'm saying may be just like something that is just like, you know, for a corporate setting versus like something personal. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, 
you know what I'm saying? Because in the you know the thing, I was telling them because it's like you know, I get like on Bible study nights. You know, I got a week. I know my day's coming up to teach that day. I got a week to prepare. You know what I'm saying? Like I can read, study, and watch videos and and listen to other sermons and just prepare for that. Uh-huh. But you know, that's just again like a, a lesson. But as far as me being there for you, like you called me three thirty in the morning, hey, such and such, blah blah blah, just happened. Like I ain't got all that time to prepare, so I might not have. So it's not like I have all the answers. Like you know, what I'm saying the only reason why I know what I'm talking about because because you know, literally, I'm 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 starting a conversation. I know where the end of the conversation may go uh, versus like you in a situation where your car could break down in the middle of the road or you know what I'm saying you're dealing with you know, uh, abuse in the household or you know what I'm saying anything, anything crazy like you know you know you lost your job or something like that and like discipling somebody that way like you know what I'm saying it takes time and it takes effort and it may take you out of your comfort zone yep 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 we got to be intentional about that. Yeah. I will say, like, you know what I'm saying? That's why I think, like, you know, thank God a lot of the times, because, like, a lot of the conversations, like, I be having with y'all in the group chat or personally or, you know what I'm saying, or just being co-laborers with y'all, like, it helps me out a lot because it's like, you know what I'm saying? I know, like, my personality is kind of quirky and, you know what I'm saying, like, off keel sometimes, but... I told my wife, I said, if I'm in the ocean and I see a buoy, like, okay, I'm getting too far away from, you know what I'm saying, where God wants me to be. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not being creative for God. I'm being creative and throwing God in it. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's kind of, y'all kind of being my peers help me keep in line with that. And I think that's uh, really dope to be accountable that way. Man, I was, we were just talking about accountability today at work, man. Me and one of my brothers at work. We were just talking about that. Yeah, we. I, I, I love the way we um we hold each other accountable, especially in the group chat. Cause like y'all, like even like you said, even when I when I get off a little bit, you know, y'all bring me back in. And and you know, it don't always take the yo you hunt you tripping. It don't always take that, but in subtle ways, you know, and the way y'all do it, and I receive it in love, cause I know you know. We all we all want the best for each other anyway, but yeah, that 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 accountability that's big. That's big. Yeah, because it's like, especially like um, we'll be in church. I'd be looking towards y'all because like, um, I, I'm gonna try to put this in a nice way about myself. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? I'm a little bit of rough around the edges. <laughs> like as far as like, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just like you know what I'm saying? Like being out in the world and talking about the gospel and, and being around other people is more for me but like sometimes you got to put the suit and tie on and go to the office and meet the suit like you know what I'm saying and then sometimes I feel like you know what I'm saying uh, like on the movies like Georgia the Jungle like they tried to uh, get him into the society and I feel like that sometimes I was just like okay this is what everybody I said this is what they I need to do this sometimes but it, 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 it helped me a lot uh, you know what I'm saying because you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you have to do it one way and sometimes you have to do it. You have to understand who you're talking to. Yeah, basically. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that helps me out a lot because it's like, I'll get on the soapbox and just start saying stuff, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It could be true, but is it profitable? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, 
it's like being at a funeral. Like the person could be like somebody that you know kick puppies and slap babies and do everything evil that you can think a person can do, and they die. And at the funeral, yeah, we all know you're going to hell. But like for me to say it right now, it's not really a good thing. Like you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you think he went to heaven? I said, only God knows. <laughs> Don't be like this, brother. He said, yeah. He said, he said, whatever he did, I ain't say he made the wrong choices, but I suggest you make the opposite choice of what he did. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Like, man. But yeah, it's just, man, like, you know, I was like, I appreciate those conversations, but no, like, you know what I'm saying? I thought it was like, you know what I'm saying? I was talking to you about it, like the conversation, like this brother here, like we had Bible study a couple weeks ago and he asked the question and you know what I'm saying? And I was just talking to him. I was like, man, look, we got to talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> so, so, so in detail, cause I ain't even going to spoil it. What, what was the conversation we had about, well, not just me, but we was having Bible study about a couple Wednesdays ago. <laughs> All right, the the lesson was um, just just the conversation, we, and we came from Luke chapter five, um, and this this is when it's the heading says four fishermen called his disciples. So basically, this was when you know Jesus called his first his first disciples, and, mm-hmm. and um, they were they were out on the boat fishing and Jesus told them to cast on a certain side and they cast and, and, and brought up so many fish that their boat couldn't contain it so Peter had to call some of his uh, some of his other friends over on another boat to, and it filled both boats up and then afterwards Jesus told them you know um, you, you, will, you will be fishers of men from now on but the scripture that jumped out, the verse that jumped out to me was um, verse 11 when it says, so when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed him. And when I read that, you know, I immediately just thought like, you know, like that's how, that's how much God wants us to be sold out for him. You know, like, are we willing to leave our jobs like you 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 get the, you've been praying for this job praying for this this particular job the, the best job in the world in your eyes and you finally get it and a week later like God calls you to to do something else and we always pray for things we pray that we want to be used by God we want to be obedient we want to be submitted to his will but in these situations like this you know it's a struggle for us and I'm not saying these are these aren't real situations. But that was just that was just what God had put on my heart. Like he wants us to be sold out. Sold out for him like these fishermen were. They they could have sold we talked about this in Bible study. You know how much they could have cleaned up if they went to shore and sold all these fish. <laughs> they had two boats you know full, man. Two boats full of fish to the boats is getting ready to sink, man. Like they could have cleaned up and had something to eat, like for months, weeks, months, or whatever. And they gave it all away. Jesus said, "Follow me," and that's what they did. Yeah, that, it, I thought it was dope because um, because I started like studying a little bit more, 
and it was like Peter had uh, basically what it was like they were drawing their nets up because like uh, I guess the fish in that area like they migrate during the day like the deeper waters mm-hmm. and so like when Jesus told them to throw the nets back out there again they was like that's a waste of time like you know what I'm saying like fish too deep for us to get them and so it's just like you know so that's why they was doing it at night originally kind of like how the same situation with the Samaritan woman like she came out in the middle of the day to get her draw the water from the well because nobody else went out there around because she was so ashamed and like Jesus was like you know what I'm saying that like proved that it wasn't like oh like you know what I'm saying Jesus had some type of like you know what I'm saying geographical mic uh, you know what I'm saying like Jacques Cousteau knew when the water those fish came out like that because they were too deep for them to cast their nets down there to get them and so mm. like you know what I'm saying it was just like that miracle like made Peter wanna like you know what I'm saying you know what I'm out like you know what I'm saying so it's just like as soon as Jesus <laughs> came he said look if you can do that man this dude can do anything cause I'm a fisherman exactly yes yes that's the, he said, that's the point of it yep. yeah he said I know what to do and this is not what you're supposed to do. So it had to be a miracle that, th- that these fish got in here. And so he was like, yo, all these fish. And he was like, hey, man, come over here and get some of these. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I got too many. To put. And um, it was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because we were talking about it the Bible study, too. It wasn't just like, you know, Jesus just walked up and said, hey, you, 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 and you, come with me right quick. And they just said, you know, they just walked away. Like, they were already following you know what I'm saying? We got John up here today, but John the Baptist, like, you know what I'm saying, already, and John the Baptist was saying that he was coming. And so, yeah. Jesus, I introduced but it's just like, the question you had asked was so dope, man, because it's like, you know, if God just told us to drop everything and follow him, like, will we do it? Yeah. Yeah, that's real. Because, and, and then another thing, like, Another thing that got me is um, with, with scripture, like we have no problem um, believing God for healing and and um, deliverance. Like we'll quote those scriptures, but off the top of our head, like it ain't no tomorrow. And all the the Jeremiah scripture about for I know the plans I have for you, and we quote them thing. Now I'm, I'm I'm talking for me now. This is these were my convictions. And but when it comes to scriptures like this, you know, follow me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so out. I want you so out. Follow me. And then if when you re- if you read ahead some, you will see other examples of people who had all kinds of um situations. I don't want to call them excuses, even though they were, but like these were real situations though. You know what I mean? And and God was like you know, no, follow me. One of them was like, you know, let me let me first go and bury my, I believe it was their father or something. He said, let the dead bury their own, because nothing, no, nothing else is more important than than what I have for you. Basically, that's what Jesus said. Nothing else is important to, to than what I have for you. That situation gonna be all right. You know what I mean? That's how we gotta look at it. When, when God, when Jesus calling us to do something, even though it might be out of our comfort zone or it may look like it's a, um, a inconvenience, 
you know, that's he wants to be sold out though. He gonna take care of whatever we was trying to get to, but he wants us to be sold out completely. And that's you know, it's still blowing. Yeah. Man, because it was like, you know what I'm saying? Because even with the situation with the dude burying his pops, like, is that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who, he wasn't trying, like, the, like, the thing was, like, it wasn't like, okay, like, two weeks, like, how, like, nowadays, it's like, like, different advancements as far as, like, how uh, morticians do things versus back then. Uh And so, that dude, like, so, like, when somebody died, they, they put them away quickly, like, because they would start to smell, because it wasn't no embalming and all that good stuff, or cremating, or, yeah. you know, any of the other options like that, so they put them in the ground immediately, um, or put them in the tomb immediately, and so he was, like, saying, like, I want to bury my father first, I was waiting until, like, they called out what his inheritance was, and so that's why, like, Jesus was saying it like that to him, and so it was just like, you know what I'm saying? Because Jesus, you know, wasn't heartless like that. You saw how he acted with Lazarus. Yeah. yeah. And so it was just like, but still like, you know what I'm saying? The person put the inheritance as something that was more important. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? I, it's like today in our society and like, you know, and people say it like our society, they talking about them over there. But I'm talking about me with them. I'm, I'm in that group of society people. Yeah. Like, we like if if we were we with our, with our praise and our worship and our studying and all the things that we do to, to worship God basically what we invite Jesus to come into our house and live I mean not live but come the way that we have things like you come over and visit you know what I'm saying you sit in a certain spot but you don't go all over my house like you don't change nothing around it when you come and visit. But Jesus wants to yeah. come in there and, and you know wreck shop and make it the way that he wants. And we fight yeah. against that. <laughs> and it's just like we do the and it's like we do the same thing that people do in the Bible. Let me I can't give away all my money. That's crazy. I worked hard for all that. Yeah. 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 So many things that yeah. you know what I'm saying, that like Jesus, let me do this first. And it was just like, you know what I'm saying, where like, you know what I'm saying, my like you know how like how sinful you were before you got saved but you know what I'm saying you know I worked on I worked on construction sites and different jobs outside and you hanging around guys all day girl you do like cat call to or something like you shorty like you know and like you know what I'm saying you know whether you got a girlfriend or not like you know what I'm saying and it's just like just because it's the thing that guys do but the worst thing that can happen to you is if the girl actually comes over there and you can't and you ain't yeah, got then what? Then what? You ain't yeah. got no fool. And you know what I'm saying? I think that really like a lot of times we, including me inside that, we can't call Jesus a lot of the time. But then when he actually wants to come over there and be Jesus in our lives, yep. we, don't, we don't know what to do now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> like, yep. I surrender my life. Until he comes in, all right. Well, I'm gonna take you up on that. Like, I need you to do this, that, and the third, and follow me. You gotta get rid of this, that. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you didn't give me time to get. Yeah, I gotta stop doing this cold turkey. Like, and it's crazy though. Like, cause we spend hours a month in church asking them to come into our lives. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, man. We we on our knees all the time praying, God, use me, use me, Lord. I just want to be a humble servant. And and, and then he, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, then God start opening doors for you to witness or evangelize somebody. And and I'm and you know we be like, well, wait, a, no, I won't talk about that. I'm talking about, you know, use me in in this manner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I gave you this much room. Yeah. yeah, like, like uh, it, it always. Um, and I'm I'm not talking about nobody in particular, but it always bothers me people who um who like seek after certain. And I I don't want to I don't want to sound crazy with the way I say it, but like like basically with me, this is how I approach it. Like I don't seek after certain functions in the church. Like I just want to be obedient, you know what I mean. I just want to be obedient to what to whatever it is God calling me to to do. I don't I don't seek to be a preacher. I don't seek to be this or that. But like if God opens that door, then I'm gonna walk through it. You know what I mean. And the problem we have is we want God to use us how we want Him to use us. Mm-hmm. And and that that might not be the way. They, you know, he chooses to get his will done through us. He might want us to do something else, but are we okay with that? If we're sold out, the way we pray and the way we we tell people we are, the way we tell him we are, he know our heart. You know, we say, God, we sold out like like with Peter. You know, wherever you, wherever you going, I'm going. <laughs> you know what I mean? And are we really sold out? Are we really so yeah, cause it's like, you know, what I'm saying, I, I think a lot of the times, like, we look at society, like not society, but we like even in like the gospels, like in Luke, for example, like with the yeah. Pharisees, like we looking at them, like the Pharisees with this, the Pharisees, like you know, what I'm saying, like I put it to you like this, like. I watch like superhero movies and like I'm a firm believer in the superhero movie that don't you know what I'm saying you can have like the greatest superhero in the world but if that superhero doesn't meet any adversity then the movie's boring like who wants to watch Superman punch like 50 people in the <laughs> face and nothing at home it's, not, it's no point like you know what I'm saying and so but it's just like the, the Pharisees like you know uh, like everybody was going crazy over Black Panther yeah and Rightfully so, it was a good movie. The reason why, because the bad guy Killmonger had a point. Like he wasn't wrong; he was just doing the wrong thing to get his point across. <laughs> so it's just like you know, what I'm saying because like all the Wakanda people, it's like just because people aren't from Wakanda doesn't mean they ain't black people. Just like you are, they your brothers and sisters too. Like and you leaving them out there, take care of yourself. And so, but the way he went about it was wrong. And so. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the Pharisees. Like they were trying to protect, they were selfish. They were trying to protect Israel because if, if the Romans found out that they had a Messiah that they were cheering after, they would have come in there and take the Roman people would have come in, like the Roman soldiers and the Empire was going to take over and take everything from them. And so it's just like you know what I'm saying. So they were. They were they were doing the wrong thing, but they also were serving the function of the wrong thing. But Jesus said, "Nope, I don't want just to do this. I'm gonna blow all this up." And the Pharisees didn't want that to happen, and so they were trying to subvert Jesus back 
from because they didn't want to get in trouble with Rome too. <laughs> and so it was just like, even though they were selfish, religious people that were full of themselves too, like, you know what I'm saying? But they were like, they didn't want to get past them. What was next past them was the government of Rome. And they were going to come and, and really take all everything away from them. So they were they were fighting to both fronts. Like even Judas was like, he didn't want, like he, he was pushing behind Jesus to follow him because he thought Jesus was going to overthrow Rome. And when he found out Jesus was talking about loving your enemies and loving your neighbors and, you know what I'm saying, love, and Judas was like, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, <laughs> and so it was just like, you know what I'm saying? We do the same thing. And it's just like, like, you know what I'm saying? We try to keep Jesus in this box that, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? He does not belong and we'll never go inside of. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? The closest thing we was going to do to containing Jesus was when he sat in Mary's stomach for nine months. That was the closest thing we was going to get. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus was willing to, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Jesus is much more than that. And it's just like, he doesn't fit in our lives. We we fit in his life. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? He doesn't fit to, to, to accommodate us. Like, he's not, like, we're not the iced tea and he's the lemon. Like, he's, he's the whole picture. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, and it's just like, he the you know. Peter Ward, without the water, you, yeah. know, you ain't got no tea. Man, you ever try to eat, man? Because I don't know if you used to do that. You know, it's probably one of my diabetic now. But you ever, like, see people take Kool-Aid packets, put them in a plastic bag, and take it to the bus stop at school and just eat oh, the Kool-Aid? Yeah, Lord. Lord. Like, you know what I'm saying? You do that long enough, what's the first thing they get to school? They go right to the water fountain. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to go nowhere without this water, boy. <laughs> That's good, though. That's 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 great. Yeah. Yeah. I just think, like, man, I didn't think, like, I know, like, because it's like when you was talking about it, it didn't make me think, like, like, I don't know, such and such need to hear this. Such, I was just like, hey, yo, real, like, where is God really in my life? Like, and I'm not talking about where he is in my life, but if, if, God put a Godzilla in my life and kicked everything over. Like, would I be cool with that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. That's something to think about, man. That's something for us to think about. Yeah, because it's like, you know, because it wasn't like his wife, he made Peter leave his wife and his, yeah. his family and stuff because, like, even later on, you saw that Jesus actually went to Peter's house and he'll. Don't give me like you know what I'm saying. Don't crucify me. But I think it was either his mother or I think it was his mother-in-law. He went to heal her, so it was like he was acquainted with his family. So it wasn't Jesus. It was like a cold cow. It's like drop everything and let's go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But it, yeah. it came at a cost though to follow him though. Definitely, definitely. That was the whole. That was the whole. Um, um, that was the whole. That was the gist of. It. Like the cost of discipleship, you know, you got you got to be radical. You got to be sold out. You know what I mean? And we want to be, we don't want to be sold out. We want we want to be, you know, to, almost to capacity, but not completely sold out. <laughs> like you know, there's certain certain areas of the house, you know, we keep the door shut. We don't want you going in. You know, not that not that we don't. Not that we might not be hiding something, but we just don't want you to take over that area. Yeah. 
you know, but then, but then if that's the case, are we really his disciples though? Yeah, because and it's like, you know, I know you didn't go this way with that Bible study, but we wonder why we have to go through trials though. Mm-hmm. And it's like, cause, cause it's like, you know what I'm saying? I'm in my house right now, man. And it's like, I got a laptop here, phone, um, family, you know, physical family, my kid, my wife, you know what I'm saying? And I got my Xbox and TVs, you know what I'm saying? Just normal stuff that normal people in this day and time have. Like, you know, I remember one past asked this, and it's just like, when you say it's drew it right back to my memory like all the stuff that I've collected and all this, it can be replaced and, and you know what I'm saying but he said you know this too like you know what I'm saying he said name five things that you would grab out of your house if your house caught on fire like you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying of course my, make sure my family gets out you know what I'm saying probably yeah. some pictures if they close to me whatever's close to me that I can grab in the instant and go and he said the five things he said, "Now think of the imaginary five things you have in your hand. Uh, invest your time in every day." And I was just like, "Hey, yo!" And it's just like, you know, what I'm saying, because all this stuff can set ablaze. Like, and I live in a townhouse, so if my neighbor, you know, what I'm saying, this house on fire, in a few minutes, my house is on fire. Yeah. And so it's just like, a lot of times we don't do that. Like, you know, what I'm saying. But I wonder if Jesus would be one really be focused on yep. you know what I'm saying through that trial wow that's real yeah <laughs> that's real yeah, I was just like man cause you should have been thinking. yeah that's um <laughs> that's one of them things that you that we need to meditate on you know you had me the last couple of weeks on it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, we, we got to, I remember um, our football coach in high school, Coach Reeman, which he happened to be um, one of my dad's cousins, but he used to always say in practice or like doing film room, you know, like we need to, we need to do some soul searching. You know, basically he's saying we got to look, we got to look within ourselves and, and figure out where we need to tighten up at. And that's what the word is supposed to do, though. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's exactly what the word of God is supposed to do. Like if we, and, and like you said, like if, when we're hearing a message or, or, or we're having a discussion or Bible study, and we shouldn't be like, yeah, so-and-so, they should have been here for this. I'm like, no, I'm I'm looking within myself. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here. I'm here, Lord, this word is for me. Where do I need to tighten up at? And I would, how my brother, my brother always put it to that dope way. He said, "You need when you hear the word of God, you got one or three things you do with it. Uh, either you have to eat it right there because it'll go bad. Because you, it may not be for you right now, so you put it in the freezer. You in a little while, or for somebody else, so you put it in the refrigerator." But either way, you have to take it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, man, I always like, 
like, you know, thinking about it like that. And it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm starting to get a little older, man. Like, age-wise, but, like, I've been saved. Like, I'm smart. Save age. Maturity-wise. And a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? You know how it is when you're getting older. Like, you know what I'm saying? You start spending as much energy than you need to. And you start thinking more before you do stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's just like, it's like, it's so much easier for me to preach Christ crucified to others, but am I preaching it to myself? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, really, am I like buying into teaching? You see what I'm saying? Like, if, if Jesus said, "Hey, yo, Chuck, oh man, come on," like, you know, so I was joking with the Bible study. But I was like, "Hey, yo, can you come back on April 27th? You know, the Avengers movie come on. Can I see that first? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's real though. But it's just like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like it's just it's just it's funny how the simple things can find confound us in our deep thinking. But I just thought that was a this has been a it was a dope lesson, man. Like somebody that is apprehensive about being in front of people teaching boy, I said, You showed up like I showed up standing on the rug, you pulled that from right under me, boy. This <laughs> is like that, said, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, we we um God God really like God is is challenging us, man. All the word we've been getting at at our church and um through the even through y'all podcast, the ones you and Ricky did. Shout out to Ricky. He was, oh, he man. was supposed to be Ricky there, had, but something came up. Yeah, yeah, something came up. But you know, shout out to Ricky. But um yeah, all the word we've been getting the 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 um the exhortations that have been coming forth like God is challenging us. You know what I mean? Especially with what our mission and our vision is at the church about winning souls into the kingdom of God. And then the, the, the vision, you know, being to promote an environment that fosters healthy spiritual growth. That's where intergenerational ministry comes in at. So like every, everything that God is challenging us with right now it's what's going to lead us into what our mission and vision is, you know, but the thing, but the thing about it is like, we have to stop. Um, we got to stop making excuses because we, we, we speak those things, those, those blessing scriptures and the healing scriptures. And we, we speak those things into existence, but we don't, we don't speak the, you know, the stuff when Jesus is saying follow me or when he's calling us to do something out of outside of our comfort zone we just sit back you know what I mean and it's I know for me personally it's time out you know we gotta get going alright John man um uh, another thing that we were talking about earlier was the uh intergenerational thing like how important do you think it is for like different generations to fellowship and work in ministry that's that's real important because that's what um that's what God called us to be one body, you know one body of believers fellowshipping with each other ministering with each other, and um like even even on our even within our um our group me, you know we 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 hold each other accountable and we all need somebody that can um 
that we can vent to and talk about problems, certain things we go through, and they'll give you sound wisdom. You know, they, you can easily just go talk to somebody and they'll give you an answer. And it might not be the best best way to go, but we all need people we can uh, talk to. They're going to give us wisdom. They're not just going to give us views based off of how the world looks at stuff. And, and, and sometimes that might not be somebody that's within your age bracket. You know, mm-hmm. it might be somebody a little older than you. So we all need, we, we, we got to bridge them gaps between the generation. And then especially for the, for the younger, the younger generation after us, because, you know, a lot of our generation, we didn't have, you know, older people to talk to that's, that's in our, where we are. You know, walking with the Lord and try and give sound counsel according to the Word of God, and, and they need that because they deal with a whole lot of stuff that we didn't have to deal with when we was their age. Whole lot of yeah, stuff. and coming. That was something that is like uh, I think it's important because like even me like um, it's a couple of um, as a matter of fact, it's elder like you know what I'm saying uh, Elder Rollins and uh, his wife they've been blessed. Because like you know we're a blended family, yeah. And like you know what I'm saying, and it's like you know what I'm saying. I'm not saying that worse or better or you know natural fact, but you know what I'm saying. Everything has its own uh, pros and cons. Like if I if a person wears sandals um, versus a person wearing boots, like you know what I'm saying. There's pros and there's cons to both of them. Like yeah. wearing boots is good as wearing sandals, but wearing sandals on a construction site and that we you know what I'm saying so it's just like different situations we'll have different pros and cons and it's like you know what I'm saying a lot of times when you go through them situations like that like you feel like oh it's just my family yeah yeah nobody else this. and it's like and then you go up to somebody and it's like man please like I we went time this is what I did and it makes you like hey yo this is God got them through it he can get me through it too and it's yeah. like you know what I'm saying? And being an example to other people, like, you know what I'm saying? Seeing that, like, you know, it's very important because it's like, like, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the people that we grew up looking up to, like, be 30-something now. Yeah. And so they got to be 60-something. Yeah. And so, like, you know what I'm saying? They don't, you know what I'm saying? And 60-year-olds are amazing nowadays. Like, 60 is a new 40 now like, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like still getting older and it's like a lot of stuff they're trying to pass down the torch but the next generation got to step up but yeah. Yeah. the important part about the, us being in the middle not only do we have to step up but we got to bring the people behind us up with us to see what they you know get them ready for us to pass it when it's our turn wow. and it's just I think that like you know what I'm saying especially both of us like you know uh, you working with young adults which is me included and me working with Rick and with you and it's like we all change with each other because it's like you know what I'm saying ain't no thing it's like someone you know what I'm saying we we'll, we'll blend the classes together if I yeah, got one I he that, got yeah. Her. Yeah. yeah but I, I think that like the coolest thing about you being a leader is like you match a lot with the leaders that you see in the Bible, like like Joshua. Like, you know what I'm saying? Joshua won't try to run things. 
but he just was obedient Ooh. like or David wasn't looking to, to be a you know what I'm saying in the forefront to fight or be a king yeah like, he was like remember we was talking about that a couple uh, last year when we was having Bible study like he was outside being the shepherd like you know his brothers were the ones that were groomed to be king and so it's just like I think that you know what I'm saying like I always like I was talking to Angie that like sometime last year like always like how you stay basic and because a lot of people like you know you see people when they fight like you see them doing flying jump kicks but in a fight all you do is use your arms and use your legs or, you know what I'm saying or all your you know you can hit but somebody can watch you play. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying those are the best all, you know what I'm saying but that's what it is that's what fighting is you use what you have and it's just like you stick to the and like a lot of times like everybody wants to be so like much pizzazz but it's just like you know what I'm saying it's great to have like you know what I'm saying it's great to be able to cross somebody up on a basketball court if you don't know how to dribble or shoot what's using you dribbling if you if you're dribbling the whole time you don't know how to shoot what's the point like you know what I'm saying it's just like you gotta get all the basics now and it's just like I think that strength of a house is its foundation and I think a lot of, I always like how you keep the foundation so well like you know what I'm saying and I think that always helps me out that's why I say again this is my case like you know what I'm saying John is one of my case of emergency you break the glass people like oh when something go down <laughs> like, like you know what I'm saying it's just like you know I say like you know me and my wife like won't see eye to eye and I ain't got nobody else to talk to like this is one of the case of emergency people that I talk to so <laughs> this is like you know what I'm saying <laughs> So it's I, was, not like, I was gonna say something, but you, but somebody <laughs> might listen to this episode, so I'm, I'm gonna save it for the group chat. <laughs> yeah, look, it was like, uh, like you know, what I'm saying and I deny everything. Like, I was just like, you know, what I'm saying it's just like, I mean, <laughs> that won't be. That was not me. Somebody, was like, yeah, they, what they supposed to say? They doing all kind of things with technology now. <laughs> <laughs> man, I was like, I was talking to somebody other day. Matter of fact, man, I was talking to Sister Michelle and uh, Brother Jay. Uh, man, and we were talking about the Chappelle show, man. Like, but see, that's another thing about in the generational thing. Like, what, what, what I have found out that they watched the Chappelle show. Now we in the office. Man, that's one thing I found out about that church, man. It's like 90% of the people that they're cut are food. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's like it's like man all the way up from uh you know what I'm saying it started at the time because Pastor Rogers he'll jump quick man because he's still trying to charge us for uh yeah put the fly put the fly on his pastor's corner bullet he said I'm charging rent right. he was just like I'm gonna tell Sister Constance she'll get him straight Oh, and I hope he uh, and I hope he listened to this too, so he know it's coming. It won't be a, it won't be a shock that, I, that we told him. Well, I got a question for you. But right. find it down. Wait, I got a question for you. Would you like like Pastor Rogers? Like we in October, we had a meeting with Pastor Rogers, and he told us call her brother. Oh yeah. Something. <laughs> Are you? Have you ever done it yet? Awesome. <laughs> oh, you said it. Yeah, I did it. Yet. I've called not, I've not to his face. I called him Brother Rogers though, but I haven't. 
I haven't called him brother Arthur yet. But it, you know, he, he he not he won't care though. But it's just it's just it, you know, I don't know, man. It just sound weird. Like even like even brother Ron was like, I can't call him brother Mike. Yeah, no, feel like I feel like I'm gonna get a beat. You know, it's, it's <laughs> brother Rollins, but you know, <laughs> I be scared, man, because it's like I be fixing my face to do it. Yeah, but it's just like I guess it's like, uh, yeah, it's just like you know, it's just like a, a red light in my head, and it's like uh, you know when a submarine is, is, is diving too deep, yeah, yeah. and it's like all the, the bells, and I'm like, eh, eh, eh. I was like, no, nah, I can't do this, man. And it's just like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I, I even got to the part where I got around it where it's just like, I just, you know what I'm saying? I don't call him. I was just getting his eyesight start talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, way on the other side. I run all the way over there. That's why I got to call him by his first day. I said, I ain't ready for that. Yeah, man. That's, that's, I don't know. I want, we, look, maybe, maybe if I, maybe if I fall, you know, get slain in the spirit a couple more times, I, I feel like I'm worthy enough to call him that. <laughs> man, it's just like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it just don't feel right. I was just like, you know what I'm saying? Probably, yeah, after I get used to it, but it's just like, man. I was like, man. <laughs> I was like, okay. But see, but I will like, try it. Like, for real, for real, we- like, the, the, uh, brother, brother Rogers, to me, that wouldn't be the hardest one, though. It'd be, yeah, it'd be it's brother still like... Lucas. To me, it'd be brother Lucas. I cannot call him by his, you know, <laughs> by, by, by his first no. name, brother, brother Al, brother Al. I can't do that. Yet. I can't do it. No, brother, like, Lucas, brother Lucas. If I feel like if I call him by his first name, man, I think I get swallowed up by the earth, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's it's cool that we could we could joke around with them like that, you know. That our leadership, they got a sense of humor. They joke with us. They, you know, they know we about the, the work of the Lord, but they also know, you know, that they can cut up with us too. So, like, that's that's real big, man. That's how relationships are built. Like, I can't. I still remember the first time, like, like that when we went to that conference in Virginia Beach and we rode with um, Brother Rodney and. and Brother Rogers, and they were cutting up the whole way over there and back, man. I couldn't believe. Yeah, uh, man. So, like, you know, if people wanted to come see us for, uh, 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 you know, attend Young Adult Bible Study, what is? Like, when do we have Young Adult Bible Study? Let people know. Okay, yeah, we have, we have Young Adult Bible Study. We meet every first and fourth Wednesday. We meet upstairs at uh, New Life Church which is 1525 Power Plant Parkway in Hampton, Virginia. We meet every first and fourth Wednesday upstairs in the youth chapel at um, seven o'clock. And what we do, we have a little worship session, um, maybe about five, 10 or 15 minutes, depending on how the spirit is leading. And then we get into our, our discussion afterwards, you know, and um, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at NLCYAM. Yep. For more information. We'd love to have yeah. you all out. Love to love to hear from you. Yeah, because like, you know what I'm saying? Cause I've been blessed from this ministry and I've what we've been doing. I've been hanging with y'all for like five, six yeah, years. Seemed, now. It seemed like it's been 
forever though, man. I remember, I remember. Look, I tell this story all the time. I, I even told him when I first ministered how, how, how Rick and Aunt and, and Julius and them they were on me, man. They were on me, boy, and I kept making excuses, making excuses. And finally, I came out to the first Bible study, and it just so happened to be at y'all house, and that's when I met y'all. Met you, Angie, and Albert, and yeah. And it blessed me, man. And I was you actually graduated with Wayne. Yeah, because I was like, man, because I, I, I was sitting there because I kept thinking you was Wayne. You said what? Because Wayne was. Uh, oh, you thought it was my brother? Because you was Wayne. I kept thinking you was Wayne. Yeah. Because, like, he graduated when I was in the ninth grade. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Big bro. Shout out to my brother Wayne. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Shoot. And, you know, since you brought him up, man, shout out for uh, to Julius, man. Yeah, like, you know, definitely. So praying for him, man. That's my buddy, man. Yeah. His, his mom was telling me the other day that, uh, they didn't train the dog to be like a Saint Bernard. Uh, they put a backpack on him. He take the uh, take supplies up to Julius up and down the stairs. Oh, that's cool, <laughs> yeah, that's dope. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, that's dope. Julius, was like, Julius would train. You know what I'm saying? Like, too, that dog is human. Yeah. I don't even care what nobody say. Man. That dog, is, that dog is human. You know what I'm saying? Just, he's, he's a hairy human. That's all it is. That just don't walk straight and stand up. That's all it is. Like, man, I said, I told his mom. I said, I don't, I don't even like dogs, man. But, but I love yeah. fish. Yeah, cool <laughs> yeah, man. Look, look, John, man. Look, I, look. I had already got him up here one time, everybody. I got to get him up here more often. Like, tell you, man, John is one of the coolest dudes. Like, again. You got a John you, a person like Johnny, like you're gonna be all right. Heaven is, is not a hard place to get. To. That was just like, I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that. The, the feeling is mutual. Yeah, hey, I was like, especially somebody that you can study with, cut a clown with, like you know what I'm saying. We laughed at some stuff, and we're gonna talk about that in the future too. But it's just <laughs> like you know, it. some of it. Yeah, some of it. You know what I'm saying? The uh, the uh, statue of limitation stuff. We'll talk about yeah. that. <laughs> this stuff that passed that criteria, oh, yeah, but some of it you have to come. Shoot, man, you gonna yeah. You have to come. Yeah, you gotta come see us in person. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, we gotta patch you down. Make sure you got yeah, a tape recorder on you. You ain't wearing a wire, man. <laughs> Shoot, man. Before I let you go, John, man. Hey, man, are you gonna check out any superhero movies coming out soon? <laughs> Um, I'm gonna I'm have to. I was thinking about it the other day. Matter of fact, man, today too, when when uh, when everybody on the group chat was talking about the latest episode of uh, Game of Thrones, I believe. So um, yeah, I'm gonna check something out. I'm gonna check something out because cause Jay is into him. He's into superheroes, so you know maybe we'll go we'll go um, check out him. Yeah. Uh... Shoot, man, uh, Shazam was pretty good. I don't know if you want to watch Game of Thrones with him, but Shazam was, I, you know, I couldn't get, I, you know, I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I've watched like half of, like two episodes, and I was like, a couple of my, uh, my past allergies were acting up, so I, I had to, you know, cut it short. But it was like, I couldn't handle it. Okay, I get it. But, uh, enough said. Yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's, but, uh, Shazam was pretty good. Um, it was, uh, you remember that movie, Big? Yeah, yeah. With Tom Hanks? Yeah. It's kind of a, a superhero version of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
like you know what I'm saying it, it was pretty it was pretty dope and um you know what I'm saying what was the other one we saw Aquaman was pretty good too but that's already out on uh, DVD yeah. and stuff now like I you know what I'm saying yeah, come over and check that out, dude. Check Edge, got that. And, oh, that Spider-Man movie yeah, that came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would love it. Yeah. I definitely gotta see that one. You know, I gotta see that one. My man got some. Yeah. My man got some joints on in the, in the movie, so. No, I gotta. Check Yo, that. them joints. Remember, remember you showed me. Yeah. I didn't associate that when you showed me the. Yeah. Yeah, they came out. They came out uh, either last year or early this year. Uh, yeah, I was man. I remember you showed me them before the movie came out. But then when I saw the movie, I didn't see it till recently. I was like, "Oh snap!" Those them shoes that John saw me last week. I was like, "Man, hey, John be on the shoe game for real though." <laughs> I was like, "Man, you had the, uh, the, the Pippins on that one time." I was like, hey, "Yo, I ain't seen those in a minute." Yeah, man, y'all got y'all got to <laughs> pray for me, man. <laughs> man, look, don't look, don't get me started on my video game advice. You be laughing at me then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I, I enjoyed the night, man. I appreciate you inviting me on. Yeah, get me out of my comfort zone. It wasn't really an invite. It wasn't really an invite. It was more so, hey, you belong up here with us. Okay. And we just pulled you in. So, you know what I'm saying? This is going to happen more often. It's like, you know, I'm out of that comfort zone, like he just said. Yeah. So, look, so so, so since we're on this part, then, you know, I got I to gotta, I gotta drop names. Shots fired. Shots fired, you know. So, hey, come on out of retirement, Anthony. Anthony George, come on out. Yes. <laughs> like man, like who's that dude uh, from? Uh, what's that movie? Above the Rim. Who's the guy that uh, stopped playing basketball because his friend jumped off the side of the roof? Oh man, this. <laughs> like, man. So long since I've seen that movie. Man, I remember that movie because it was. But that's another thing. But I remember that movie clear as day. <laughs> Shoot, man. This has been the Brothers of Thunder podcast with my man John today. Appreciate y'all listening. Anything else, John, before we get out of here? 